to the School of Wellbeing podcast. I am your host, Meg Durham, wellbeing speaker, educator, and coach. I have taught and worked in schools across metropolitan and regional Australia, and I am dedicated to supporting big-hearted educators to prioritise their wellbeing and take courageous action despite the everyday pressures of school life. Because I want educators to know, you don't have to sacrifice your health, relationships and happiness to be a great teacher. Together, we are going to learn the lessons to help us teach well and be well. Let the learning begin. Hello and welcome to episode 112 of the School of Wellbeing podcast. I am your host, Meg Durham, and today is a final episode of the year. Can you believe it? Another school year has come to an end. In this short and sweet solo episode, I will be speaking directly to you and will be sharing the lessons that I have learnt, what I have loved reading, watching and listening to this year, what's on my summer reading list and my hopes for 2024. I hope you enjoy this solo episode. What a year 2023 has been. After 10 years of desperately trying to make my work work and just making ends meet, this is the year that things have finally started to fall into place and momentum has started to kick in and it feels great and a little unsettling. As the saying goes, new level, new devil. This is the first time since I have started my business where I'll be able to take a summer paid break. And I am so excited to be able to switch off, to switch off for a few weeks and really take the time to rest, recover and recalibrate for the year ahead. The highlight of this year has been the incredible big-hearted educators and school leaders that I have had the honour of working with this year. It really is a privilege to be welcomed into schools across the country and get to know what is really going on on the front lines of education. Schools are such dynamic and diverse workplaces. Once you have been to one school, you have been to one school. The more schools you go to, the more you learn. And that is the best part of my job, being able to be in different schools seeing what's working, what's not working, and every week I see incredible examples of proactive teachers that are doing things differently, that are challenging the status quo and making real change, having an impact on their students, on their colleagues and the wider school community. And it is such a joy to witness the magic of education that is happening in our country. So if you're ever wondering, are we getting anywhere? The answer is yes. We are making progress and I am so hopeful about the future of education. This year, for the very first time, I had the opportunity to work in a number of special and support schools. And I am in awe of the way staff work together to manage such a complex, emotionally charged and dynamic environment. On average, most classrooms have five students with very complex needs, one teacher and four support staff. And together, these staff 
work tirelessly to create a learning environment that is safe and nurturing for all. I have come to believe that teachers that work in support and special schools really are the Olympians of our profession. Their willingness to try new things is awe-inspiring and their ability to adapt in a second is breathtaking. We can honestly learn so much from spending time in different school settings. And the most valuable professional development I have ever done has been working in these schools this year. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to have an insight into what it's really like to work in these complex settings. Other professional highlights this year have included being invited on the Today Show twice to talk about how we can better support teachers, celebrating 100 episodes of the podcast, speaking at the PISA conference, and facilitating the Thrive by Design program for 25 Tasmanian principals. I am so fortunate to be doing this work that I deeply, deeply love. And personally, I have loved getting back into running and Pilates this year after injury. And this week, I ran my first 5Ks in almost two years, and I cannot tell you how good it feels to be back. My journey back to 5Ks has taken a lot of time, a lot of patience, a lot of physio, and it is certainly worth the effort to be back up and running, feeling strong, and getting fitter every day. What are the lessons that this year have taught me? This year has taught me the art of arriving. As someone that is so wired to strive, to do more and more and more, I have been really practicing and being deliberate about the art of arriving and getting to a space of enough. Yes, there is always more to do and I am doing enough. When my mind says just one more thing, squeeze it in, you can't stop now, really challenging myself and saying, do I actually have to do it now? Enough is enough. And getting to that point in the day where if it's not done, it's not getting done. And really checking out at eight o'clock each day that if I haven't got the laundry done, if I haven't done the washing, if I haven't done that email, it's not getting done. To give myself space at the end of the day to stop, to reset, so I can go again tomorrow. The next lesson I have learned is the limits of lifestyle. You know, I'm a big fan of charging your battery. I'm really passionate about helping people go back to basics. Sleep, movement, nourishment, rest and connection. And that is wonderful. The challenge is, for so many people, these basic elements just don't feel accessible. They're struggling to sleep, struggling to move, struggling to eat well. And my invitation to you is, who can you go to for help? Because we have limits. Our lifestyle has limits. As teachers, we can tell ourselves we should know how to do it. We should be on top of this. We should be able to get ourselves going. And it's really important that if you're struggling to resolve an issue, if you can't sleep at night, if you're finding it hard to move, finding it hard to eat, finding it hard to rest, your relationships are keeping you up at night, please seek help. 
If it's a problem for you, it's a problem. I want to say that again so you really hear it. If it's a problem for you, it is a problem. For so many educators, we just settle. We settle for having rubbish sleep. We settle for having rubbish relationships. And this is a call to action. To be an advocate for yourself, for your health and your well-being and to make that appointment. Don't wait. Just do it. I know myself, for the last eight years, I have been struggling on and off with hormonal acne. And as an adult, I can tell you it's not much fun dealing with acne and the scarring. And I have tried everything. I have been to the naturopath for years. I have spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I have done every protocol under the sun. And this year, I finally seeked help from an incredible dermatologist. And I am so relieved to be finally making progress after eight years of ups and downs, ups and downs. And now I look back and wish I did it earlier. And so the second lesson for me this year was really about the limits of lifestyle. There are times when you really need to seek professional help, whether that's your skin, whether that's weight management, whether that's hormones, whatever it is for you. If it is a problem for you, please seek help. Be your own best advocate. And that leads me into the final lesson that I have learnt this year, and that's the importance of women's health. I was working with a traditional physio for months and months and months and seeing no progress. As soon as I shifted to a women's health physio, everything changed. We actually found the source of the problem and we made progress. And it opened my eyes to what's possible when we work within that realm of female health. Because for females, our bodies and minds and chemistry change so much. From the age of 35, our hormones are starting to change. And the time we hit 40, they're changing more and more and more. And the time we hit 50, we're really into a new phase of life. So I have been deep in the rabbit hole of women's health. And I can't wait to share with you next year what I have been learning. I really want to put together a panel or a series of topics around women's health and how we can better thrive in our 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond. Because I am committed to equipping women and their families with information that empowers them to make decisions, to be your own advocate for your well-being and your future. What have I loved this year? The books that I have loved reading this year are Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. It was a brilliant book and I avoided this book for years because of the title. The title Lessons in Chemistry turned me off. It sounded like a textbook. And after many friends said you should give it a try, I have absolutely loved it and I've really enjoyed watching the miniseries on Apple TV, but I encourage you to read the book first because the book is so good. Another book that I have loved this year is The Things That Matter Most by Gabby Stroud. I had the joy of chatting with Gabby on the podcast a few weeks ago, and this book is incredible. It intimately describes the emotional lives of teachers, and it is a book that every teacher and every human that cares about education really needs to read. Another book that I enjoyed is Codependent No More by Melody Beattie. 
And this book really explores codependency, what it is, what it isn't, how it starts and how it gains momentum. And for many of us in teaching, we can take on these codependency tendencies when we're doing more and more for others and less and less for ourselves. So if you find yourself in that cycle of being at the mercy of everybody else's needs and wants, I highly recommend you read this book. And finally, The Joy Thief by Penny Moody. If you know or love someone with OCD, this is an incredibly informative and moving book. The shows that I have loved this year is The Good Doctor. Nothing brings me more joy than sitting on the couch and watching an episode of The Good Doctor. I just love this show. And another show, Virgin River. If you're looking for an escape, cliche moments, beautiful scenery, Virgin River is for you. And Beckham, the documentary. It's a four-part documentary looking into David Beckham and his life, his journey, soccer, family, Spice Girls, you name it, it's all there. And I highly recommend watching it. The podcast that I have enjoyed this year is The Imperfects. I love listening to Hugh, Ryan and Joss chat with different guests each week and share their stories and bring so much joy and humour to some pretty tricky topics. The best episodes of the year for me were Chrissy Swan. Chrissy Swan shared her story of walking, learning to walk it out, to feel the emotions and really tap into her intuition and the episode recently with Dr. Louise Newson all about menopause and perimenopause. Another podcast that I enjoy listening to each week is Mamma Mia Out Loud. It's a podcast where hosts Mia, Jesse, and Holly chat about current affairs, celebrity news, pretty much everything that's going on in the world and bring different perspectives to the conversation. Also, I enjoy listening to Spreading the Good Stuff by my good friend Katrina Myers and her co-hosts Leonie and Christy. And together, these three incredible women chat about life, challenges, opportunities, what's working for them, what's not working for them, and it's lovely to be a fly on the wall. If you're really into women's health and you're interested to know more, I recommend the Resetter podcast with Dr. Mindy. And last but not least, We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon, Abby and Amanda, where they share personal stories and conversations with experts about the struggles and joys of being human. We are so fortunate to live in a time where people are willing to share their stories, to share their expertise and generously create a space for us to learn, grow and move forward together. Now, what's on my summer reading list? This summer, I hope to read Darling Girls by Sally Hepworth, Wifedom by Anna Funder, The Third Space by Dr. Adam Fraser and a new book by the incredible Daniela Falecki, Thrive, Practical Strategies to Nourish Teacher Wellbeing. Now, what can you expect in the coming months? Over the holidays, I'll be sharing four of the most popular episodes of the year. In 2024, the podcast will be published fortnightly. This will give me more time to prepare and produce each episode and create more space for my writing, because my goal for next year is to write the first draft of my book something that I have successfully avoided this year and so I am recommitting to making this dream a reality. My big goal is to write this book before I'm 40. So next year is a year of creating space to write, to take the 10 years of working in well-being and distilling it into one book 
that I can give to you as a roadmap as to what's possible when we move from proving ourselves to choosing ourselves. So that takes me to the word of the year. My word of the year for 2024 is enough. As someone that is wired for more and more, my focus next year is to do enough. Not to do more, but to do less and do less with great intent. Well, that's a wrap on 2023. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for being a part of this growing community of big-hearted educators and school leaders. I really believe in the power of conversations. The more heartfelt and honest conversations we have, the more we move the collective forward. I hope you have a wonderful break and allow yourself time to rest, recover and recalibrate so you are ready to face 2024. Until next year, take care and take deliberate action.